Kiki's never sure if she'll perform until she does. Sometimes she's not in the mood, says she's too drunk. It's different now that people come here to watch her, now that she stands in front instead of among them. They clang their cutlery and chant her name until she takes her place in the light and starts her slow-motion dance. No distance to lend her mystery, no stage to make her majestic, everyone sharing the same heat and smelling the same sweat. She crafts her performances to suit the needs of their small society. She tells them stories about themselves they already know but want retold. Stories of orphanhood, widowhood, lovesickness, soul troubles, deceptions, gunshots, stories of ghosts, of sailors lost at sea. But also stories of pleasure, ingenuity, mischief, connection, of charming swindlers and sweet revenge, stories of good food and red wine, lucky cards and long-shot horses. Her melodies are sweet and repetitive, music for organ grinders and dancing bears. She distorts her messages as she sends them, sways her head, runs a hand through her bobbed black hair, wrinkles her pointy nose, slumps her shoulders, fusses with her thin shawl, grinds her hips, flutters her hands. She knows when to purr, when to growl, is an expert in the well-placed sneer. She can be haughty, even cruel, but a warm bass note thrums throughout. She's carried along by joy. She tells the dejected they're worthy, only misunderstood. She promises shelter to the misplaced and broken. She plays to the lie that village folk are simpler and so wiser than city folk. She never strives for the sublime. Her voice is earthbound, she knows. If a singing voice could smell, hers would be garlic hitting a pan's hot butter and wine. And with her restricted range and lack of training comes the threat of disaster, though the anticipation of her fall only heightens the excitement when it fails to come. She hits her marks and stretches no further. She invites them to laugh with her and at her, so long as they keep laughing. She never blares. The city's noisy enough. Unlike so many others performing to these kinds of small and discerning crowds across Paris and in London and Berlin, she doesn't try to move like a machine. She moves like an animal, or many animals, impishly begging like a dog, or hunching her shoulders and raising her elbows to squawk like a bird, or stretching her mouth to bare her tiger's teeth. A beautiful animal, as one who saw her put it. Wonderful, like a deer. Her words are ancient ones. Among so many would-be messengers from the future, she does no dealing in premonitions. Everyone's been told the best work neither stands still nor looks backward, which is why so much of their culture comes out half-baked under the pressure for so much fresh prophecy. But Kiki is older and slower than her time and place. Her songs don't run, they lilt. She reminds her audiences, in her various guises, how in this violent, money-mad world that makes no space for its kikis, its kikis have always found some way to make themselves feel at home. Her friend, Robert Desnos, half-mystic poet, half-junkyard gleaner, has helped to craft her persona as her sometime lyricist, 
digging through another generation's flotsam for scrap words to reinvigorate. There's Nos, who so loves music and sings so badly, who can recite Hugo and Baudelaire from memory and knows the plots of every Fon Thomas novel, who twists old jokes and bits of doggerel to speak to the problems at hand. Kiki can always find the sunken wreck beneath a song's placid surface. She takes pleasure in how certain words feel in her throat, on her tongue, talking as much as singing. The words she and Desno string together serve as shibboleths for the initiated. Working the crowd is another friend, more like a sister, a dance instructor, calling herself Thérèse Treze, a nickname coined by her sometime lover, Desnos. She does acrobatic dances in front of Kiki as she sings, turning the performance into a kind of duet. And then she breaks from her dancing to go around with a hat, taking collections, berating those she suspects of underpaying relative to their social station. Kiki sings what has become her signature tune, an old folk song whose lyrics Desnos has reworked. Every girl from Camaret swears she is a virgin. Every girl from Camaret swears she is a virgin. But when they're lying in my bed, they'd rather hold my little head than a candle for the virgin. For this, she has a candlestick she rhythmically swings. Next, she sings about the man who, after a thug slices open his belly with a switchblade, stuffs his guts back into his body and patches himself together with tape while waiting for the ambulance. The affection between Kiki and her most ardent watchers springs from the recognition of shared circumstances and the understanding that surviving them can be helped by striking several poses as needed. Ironic, operatic, anarchic, tender, world-weary, sinister, excessive, fearless, threatening, bored. Kiki is no diva, veiled in stardust, demanding submission. She will never command an audience. All she does is let her watchers imagine that by singing about her sins, she's hearing their confessions, telling them that they too can live how she lives if only they could access her same supposed confidence. A lie, but one they enjoy hearing. To outsiders, come to observe the Bohemian tribe at its ritual, she's an entertaining creature from the lower depths. A quick thrill before returning home with reports of exotic fragrances eerie sounds and looming carnal violence. The tourists see only the sex and smoky eyes and miss the ceremony's sadness and solemnity. Again and again, Kiki repeats her refrain to those who listen closely, that love is suffering, but suffering is beautiful so long as it's done with someone else. They stand together in that tightness, the anthropologists and the initiates, Everyone watching, everyone else watching Kiki. Tonight, at the jockey, they must feel as if they're standing at the white-hot centre of the earth. But how did it happen? Many of her watchers must have asked the question, thinking back years later. How did it happen that this young woman, born poor, obscure and illegitimate, who in her brief life barely made enough to eat by singing old songs for tips, posing for the art of others, selling sketches to fellow drinkers spied from her bar stool. How did it happen that this young woman should be the one to capture the spirit of their age like no one else, 
and by doing nothing more than making a performance of herself.